As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of all your questions. We have a new destination for questions, questions at drhoffman.net, logically enough. Today, I'm with Layla Mutin, who is our nutritionist in residence, and together, we do our weekly Q&A with Layla, wherein we field your questions. Once again, new destination for questions, questions at drhoffman.net. So, how are you doing, Lila? Okay, Dr. Hoffman, how are you? Good. How was your Memorial Day weekend? Nice. I actually stayed in town, mm-hmm. spent a lot of good time on my patio oh, right. with all the nice plants and things it was warm. and got some sun. It was warm. I enjoyed that. In typical New York fashion, it dropped, do you realize it dropped 30 degrees from yesterday? It was like 90. Yeah. Yesterday was 96. <laughs> Today mm-hmm. it's like 66. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it was nice to cool off after such a hot day. Uh, very welcome. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. Uh, I managed to inaugurate my swim season in the cold Atlantic. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it was, they said the temperature in the water was in the 50s, but I think where I was swimming, it was probably in the low 60s. And I wore a wetsuit. Oh, good. Because so, uh, that's still quite cold, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a little chilly. You know, put your face in the water and mm, it's a little bit of an, yeah. get a little bit of an ice cream headache. But um, <laughs> right, 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 right. It's gonna Bone keep pain. warming up, so the uh, outdoor swimming possibilities will continue to expand. Mm. So uh, today, uh, I might mention that this is a virtually commercial-free broadcast. We may have commercial uh, commercials at the introduction, but uh, this mm-hmm. broadcast is brought to you <clears throat> virtually commercial-free and interruption-free. So we can enjoy that, uh, a hiatus from our usual good sponsors. We thank them for their support, but uh, we're giving them a week off. And uh, I will make an announcement, though, uh, because uh, we've got something for our listeners. Mm -hmm. It's uh, something that is a free resource. It's an intelligent medicine special report, because when it comes to our immune health, well, that's been a big issue this year. And we're finding that uh, notwithstanding vaccines and lockdowns and masking, social distancing, that COVID is still spreading. Mm-hmm. And so we are big believers in the terrain. Yes. All right. So, yes, uh, you know, Pasteur came up with the germ theory. 
And yes, there are germs out there, but uh, how they impact us mm -hmm. depends on the state of our terrain. Right. So you can get a free download of my special report, Immunity Reset, a personalized plan to pandemic-proof your body and build resilience for a long, healthy life. All you have to do is subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine Newsletter, which is free, which is free and available at drhoffman.com. Just uh, sign up and you'll get it in your inbox every week. Very informative. Yes. And uh, any new subscribers will receive a link to download this important report. And if you're already an Intelligent Medicine Newsletter subscriber, as many of you are, check your email for a special edition of the newsletter with your download link. Yeah. And you can go right there and you can uh, get uh, my thoughts and observations on terrain mm -hmm. as a way of fending off <clears throat> severe COVID. So, um, apropos of the newsletter, yeah. we had, a, within within a couple of hours of our posting the newsletter, we yes. got a comment, an interesting comment from someone. We did. And so, the, the newsletter, yes. but just to frame it, the mm -hmm. newsletter was about dealing with muscle cramps, but mm -hmm. it was sort of a, a very specific case of someone who had a unique type of muscle cramps. Yes. And I'll let you read it because... Uh, we get a lot of questions about muscle cramps, and there are many different causes of muscle cramps. Mm -hmm. So I uh, looked at uh, the possibility that sickle trait was mm -hmm. implicated in the muscle cramps mm -hmm. in one of our patients, who was African-American. Yes. And that is a condition which, um, in its full-blown form, it's very devastating, and yes. debilitating, but only, fortunately, 0.15% of African-Americans have this full-blown sickle cell disease. Yeah. But fully 8% of African-Americans carry one gene for it. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned that she carried a gene for it, which offered me an opening. And I began to treat her, and she got considerable relief from her cramps. But then immediately yeah. one of our astute listeners said, yet another. Yet another. Yes. For muscle cramps. This actually comes from Maria. Uh, she says, just a quick comment on your muscle cramp article. Another uh, unusual case, which I have is glycogen storage disease type 11, which is a lactate dehydrogenase deficiency. It's lacking a particular enzyme. It's not like the other well-known lower types, 1, 2, or 3, uh, that strike in infancy. It hits young adults. It can be of varying severity, depending on how much of the enzyme you have. And the chief symptom is muscle cramps, like type 5 McArdles, just less severe. Maria says, I make enough enzyme to live, just not comfortably. It also produces altered blood sugar metabolism and metabolic pathways. They have not yet bottled lactate dehydrogenase, so I must make do. Right. So uh, this is a genetic disease, mm -hmm. and it's not fixed by a vitamin. No. And uh, eventually, people who suffer from this disease, which can be really life-threatening, in its full-blown form, uh, with certain types that affect infants and children, uh, eventually they'll come up with a genetic fix. They'll repair the faulty gen gene pathway. It's a deficiency of something called myophosphorylase, mm. and it's relatively rare. She describes a type 11, which is very unusual. It's a less severe form of McArdle's disease, which is the uh, glycogen storage disease type 5. Mm -hmm. These are kinds of things that we learn about <clears throat> medical school and then, you know, quickly forget because we're, unless we're specialists or geneticists, we're not likely to see it. Interestingly, the disease was only first characterized in 1951, which is one year older than I am. 
Wow. So uh, it was, and, it, and Dr. Brian McArdle uh, uh-huh. gave it his, his name at Guy's Hospital in London. And it, uh, it, it, what's interesting about this disease is it kind of illustrates uh, something about muscle metabolism, which is glycogen gets stored in your liver mm-hmm. and in, in, your, your, skeletal in your skeletal muscle. Mm-hmm. And with this disease, it's impossible to uh, uh, metabolize glycogen. And so these people don't get energy uh-huh. production in the muscle. And what happens is they experience cramps and pain, but sometimes actual muscle breakdown. And then the urine turns amber-colored, and it's like the breakdown products of muscle, hmm. which is called rhabdomyolysis, which occurs with very high levels of uh, exercise. But in these individuals, yeah. they have a lower threshold for cramps and uh, rhabdomyolysis, mm-hmm. muscle destruction. So uh, what's interesting is that there is a with this, with some people with this condition, this is what's called a second wind effect. And what that means is that initially with exercise, they have a lot of pain mm-hmm. and weakness. And then they get their second wind. Why? Mm. Because their body switches to ketones. Ah, yes. And they... It's a fat burning... It, it becomes... They don't need the glycogen, which is a carbohydrate uh, yes. source of energy. Yes. They can then get some energy from... From ketones. Uh, ketones, yeah. From, yeah. you know, like that's, as in ketogenic diet. Yeah. 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 So it's the second wind effect, it's called in medicine. So, anyway, this is wow. kind of obscure. If you don't look, you folks who have cramps, you don't have this. You don't because have this. this is it's one very, in 100,000. Yeah, yeah, but it's so interesting. Right. But it kind of illustrates why, you know, if you have cramps, mm-hmm. you know, maybe get a checkup, maybe get some, an opinion on. Is it a magnesium deficiency? Right. Are you dehydrated? Yeah. Um, potassium and stuff. You know, that kind right, of thing. Right, is it right. the medication that you're taking that's, you know, mm-hmm. are you taking PPIs which deplete your magnesium and cause you to yeah. have cramps? Is your diuretic depleting your magnesium or, you know, some... Or did you start taking a statin and suddenly you have muscle cramps? At, well, that's another variant. That's another... Yes. Yeah. Muscle aches, Muscle aches, yeah. like mm-hmm. that. That mm-hmm. could cause... Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Or it could be some other medication you're taking. Maybe you're on a diuretic. Maybe you're taking HCTZ if you're on a blood pressure medication yep. and... And a diuretic like that for mm-hmm. blood pressure—that right. that's fairly—that's a fairly common prescription mm-hmm. for those people with uh, high and blood then, pressure. You know, we get a ton of questions about cramps, but another one is cramps sometimes are positional because at night you may twist yeah. your spine in bed, yeah. and you're in effect cutting off some nerve mm-hmm. innervation to your muscles, and your muscles go into a twitch or a spasm. Yeah, yeah. So, Maria, thank you for your contribution. Thank you for your email. We hope you and, and are doing well. And there is a product well. that's called Hot Shot, which yeah. I talked about in the article. Yeah. And what it is, it's something that's like got cayenne in it. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that it's it's what's called nociceptive, which means it creates a little bit of pain in the mouth, which by distraction switches your Ow. nervous system. Yeah. And you it takes away the, the nerve focus on the cramp. Yeah. And you, um, it relieves the cramps. Right. And there's some science behind it. And yeah. it's actually marketed to cyclists. Long-distance cyclists sometimes mm. take some hot shot. I haven't tried it yet, but um, yeah, I did a lot of cycling this weekend. And, you know, fortunately, did not have a cramp. Mm. But I take electrolyte drink while I ride, and I don't get dehydrated. 
There you go. But uh, on a really hot day, going up a hill, you know, yeah. I had a I had a pretty bad cramp when I was in Arizona, mm. and you know, it, and there was one race. And where, in in Arizona, you would be dehydrated sooner because the air is so dry. dry. Yeah. it's sucking it out of you. You you can't even stay ahead of it. It's very hard. Yeah. You go through bottle after bottle of, of water with electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember a, a race, which was it was actually occurred on the hottest day of the year. I'm surprised they didn't call the race. Um, but virtually every athlete mm-hmm. towards the end of the race had to pull up from the run because they were had enormous cramps. Mm-hmm. I was racing next to some Ironman triathletes, uh, and they were really good athletes. And they, we just kind of, we were laughing because we were walking towards the, the finish wow. line. Our, our thighs just cramped up. That's the okay. big muscle, the quad muscle. Yeah. And in the front of nobody, the thigh. nobody did well on that yeah. day. Hmm. So, you know, it's a common phenomenon, but mm-hmm. different things can cause it. Sure. But I just, I just thought that case kind of illustrated why we go through a functional medicine analysis. It's a wonderful example of that. It really, really is. That great job, Dr. Hoffman. Oh my gosh. Good. So, let, so, oh, so questions at drhoffman.net. Yes, questions at drhoffman.net. We've got another one from Corey. I have a question on one of your supplements that I prescribe often for patients. Corey is a, is a dietitian. Mm-hmm. For sulforaphane, if a patient has an allergy to sulfa drugs, mm-hmm. can they still take this? Right. So the the name sounds similar, but they one but has not. nothing to do with the other. Right. Sulfa mm-hmm. is a, a short for a sulfonamide drug, mm-hmm. and which is sul- prescribed for people who have trouble with other antibiotics. They would would be given well, yeah, sulfa drugs. If you're if you're allergic to penicillin, you can take a sulfa drug. But sulfa allergy is pretty mm-hmm. common, ah. and people develop very serious symptoms sometimes, like blistering all over the body. It's very devastating. That's a sulfa allergy. I see. And so, um, and a lot of people may be mistaken, under the mistaken impression they have a sulfa allergy. I don't know. They don't really. But um, the uh, typically drugs that are sulfa drugs are drugs like Bactrim, which mm-hmm. is used for urinary tract infections. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, certain ulcerative colitis medications. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, sulforaphane, it's actually got sulfur. Mm-hmm. Which is two letters on the end instead of an A. U R. Yes. Sulfur, and that's different. There's sulfur smell to cruciferous vegetables. Sure. There's sulfur in our in our produce. Yeah. And in eggs. And in eggs. And, yeah. And sulfur has a kind of rotten egg smell. Mm-hmm. And so sulforaphane is a compound that is very beneficial for immunity. For cancer prevention, yes. Uh, for brain, there's actually mm-hmm. some studies on sulforaphane mm-hmm. for autism, and it's typically extracted from broccoli, right? Yes. In a supplement, broccoli sprout, yes, has been developed by, uh, I think it is, the Johns Hopkins mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Paul Talalay developed in the 90s, I think, a strain of broccoli sprouts which were very rich in sulforaphane, mm-hmm. and I think he's. <clears throat> Very elderly, or may have passed away recently, um, but they carry on that work, and there are companies that make sulforaphane. We make a sulforaphane product that's available at uh, Fullscript. Yes, and so yes. it's perfectly fine to take that. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a contraindication to taking it. Um, you know, we tend to think yeah. some people shouldn't take a lot of uh, 
cruciferous vegetables because of a you know thyroid problem or goiter. Uh-huh. But this is so purified, it's not got a lot of the stuff yeah. that suppresses the thyroid. Right. The goitrogen is really not present in that particular right. sulforaphane. The glucoraphanins, yes. which are the goitrogens. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, I don't know, um, this is just a terminal. You know, there's other examples of that is um, like um, there's lactose. And lactic acid, yes, totally different things. Totally different things. And you know, it's like yogurt has lactic acid, but you know, it doesn't have. It's a lactic acid. It has less lactose. Fermentation. Yeah, right, um, right. The lactose is actually eaten up by the oh, beneficial. Oh, there's bacteria. actually some supplements like lactate, some calcium lactate. Yes, like lactate. That. Yeah, that it's lact. It's a lactase enzyme to help digest. Lactose. Well, right, there's lactase, yeah. which helps to digest. And it, it's lactose. in a supplement called lactate, lactate, which is the enzyme for people who have lactose intolerance, who lack the enzyme lactase to help digest. It comes up sometimes with things like glucosamine sulfate. Will glucosamine, too much of that, give you high blood sugar? Well, probably not. No. Because it's, you know, there's glucose molecules stuck on. Mm hmm. And it gives the name to the compound. But you're not taking glucose. But it's not like sugary. Exactly. Yeah. So in chemistry, we have these names that are similar, like sulfur and sulfa, but they're mm-hmm. entirely different things. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, that's a common confusion. It, is, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Like MSM is methyl sulfonyl methane. It's yes. a sulfur compound. Yeah. That if you're allergic to sulfa, you can take MSM. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, so right. Don't worry about it. Next, we have an email from Janice. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, I love your show and appreciate all the common sense, valuable information you provide. I'm a 68-year-old woman in good health. The only issue I have at present is thin skin. My skin bruises and tears with the slightest bump. I eat a clean, healthy diet. I don't take any medication other than Armour Thyroid. I mix a scoop of collagen in my yogurt drink and a little bone broth every day. Do you have any other suggestions well, to there, improve? There's a skin thinning phenomenon that occurs as you age. How old is this person? 68. 68. She's well, kind of young. She's, that's young to me because I'm 69. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I would but, say something you told me, a story about your father. I would say to Janice, well, stop bumping into things. Things, you know, right. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> stop bumping into things. Stop bumping but, into things. Uh, you know, no more no more tackle football. Right. No more no more rugby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it, there is a it, it is age dependent, it's also androgen dependent. Mm. And so under certain conditions we might say to this person, Well take a little DHEA, it's an androgen. It might you know, like they talk about thin skinned individuals. Yeah. You know, it's there's well, those are people who are who are can't take a a criticism. A criticism, right? Yes. Yeah, so, but there is this age-related decline in in skin thickness and increased fragility, and a, we see it a lot in people who are older and taking blood thinners. We see yeah. those, like, you know, they've got the horrible purple bruises. Yeah. There's, you know, these, I barely noticed that I touched something and, you know, my skin and is it's like, purple and, and here's skin a bruise. I didn't crepey. fall down. What happened? Yeah. So, you know, I think it's it related to hormones. Is there a, a vitamin or supplement? I can't think of a specific. I vitamin. can't. I can think of, you Collagen, know, maybe, maybe. She's already doing collagen mm. and bone broths and things. Yeah. 
Make sure you're getting ample uh, protein in your diet, Janice. You're 68. Okay. You want it for your muscles and bones. It can yeah. only help. I don't know if something like biotin would help skin. Well, yeah, I mean, skin, hair, nails. Kind skin, of, hair, nails, that formulas. could be something. More, Or silicon, like biosil or something. Maybe. Like a, we're, yeah. We're sort of extrapolating yeah. a little bit here. Vitamin C is good for skin. Skin integrity, absolutely. Absolutely, skin integrity. Make Especially sure you get some vitamin C. Because that may be, that's the kind of thing that happens in scurvy. Yes. So easy bruisability, vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Or cut back on, you know, the too much, maybe too much fish oil or something. But she's yeah. not talking about bruising, is she? She's talking about... She's talking... My skin bruises and tears oh. with the slightest bump. Well, okay, bruise and tears. And tears. Is she taking prophylactic aspirin? She's probably not a blood thinner. She didn't mention aspirin. Some people take a lot of fish oil, and sometimes that is... She a- takes armor thyroid. That's all she takes, she says. All right. You think too much fish oil could do that? Is she taking susceptible nine soft gels of fish oil is, a day? There's some susceptible individuals, because they already have... Yeah. Like, there's this condition, Von Willebrand syndrome, which I think is a factor, let's see, factor nine deficiency, which mm-hmm. means they're not hemophiliac, mm-hmm. but they have easy bruising and bleeding. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. You know, but it sounds like this ordinary run-of-the-mill age-related skin thinning. Yeah. Doesn't that also just happen with the, as all the hormones wane, especially yeah. estrogen and progesterone yeah. and all of that by, by 68? Okay. Janice... Best of luck to you. Thank you for listening. It's called atrophy. Atrophy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have a very odd question from Matt. Are you still available to answer questions? <laughs> I'm looking at an article about six years old. Yeah. About thyroid medication. Okay. Well, Matt, you you could ask the question here. So and in your next email, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, I... Yeah, yes, he's available to answer questions. And especially about articles on on the Intelligent Medicine uh, website, on Dr. Hoffman's website. So, thyroid medication question. Send it, Matt. Send it to questions at drhoffman.net. Question. Are you still available net. to answer questions? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. This comes from Deborah. How to protect yourself from radiation from a CT scan, mm-hmm. which are more and more... They're, Doing more CT scans than even yeah, regular I mean, regular scans is some anymore. Statistical. There have been articles written mm-hmm. about how um, the amount of radiation that the average person gets in a lifetime, mm-hmm. which accelerates as you age because you get more studies, more you know tests yeah. and checking. You know, the, the drop of the hat. They're going to do like scans and Let's tests. Scan you and see if there's anything we need to scan you about. Yeah. Okay. So um, <clears throat> there is a somewhat hiked risk of cancer from the. Radiation from the CT scan, and yeah. women get man- annual mammograms and all that stuff, and you know that they're actually it's irradiating the breast tissue somewhat. I mean, supposedly the benefits outweigh the risk, but there's some downside. Absolutely. So, while what supplements can help someone who has to undergo a CT scan that has a high level of radiation, uh, this is a much higher risk. Uh, of this with cells not recovering fast enough and mutating this is this is Deborah's concern I need a scan but I'm afraid of risking cancer over something that may not be worth the risk well it depends I mean if it's a that's why I look at every instance and said do you really really need this is this what is this for is this to cover the doctor's rear end and is mm. it of little benefit to you 
Uh, are we going to find cover out the some... doctor's rear end, but irradiate you? Yeah, you know, or even I find that uh, dentists sometimes have a bit of a profit motive in administering x-rays. I mean, it's very easy for them to spot cavities, and they, they always have a good rationale for doing it every time. But I sometimes say, I don't have any problems. Don't, don't x-ray me. That's what I say yeah. at every visit when I go for a cleaning. Yeah. You know, because they always have to, we want to do x No, no, I don't they, have a problem. If I have a problem, x-ray me, absolutely. Then they make the long face yeah. and they walk out. Yeah, yeah. that's that. Right. That's that. Yeah. So what things protect pre- and post-CT scan? I remember... Well, CT is like a... a it's a... Uh, it's like 600 x-rays, It's a lot isn't of x-rays. It? It's a lot of x-rays, uh, which are summated uh, in a computer to yield, in effect, 3D imagery, yeah. which is called slices. Yeah. And they can look at different Which is fantastic levels. to look at, yeah. but at what cost? Right. So... Um, well, first of all, you know, a lot of people say iodine, take iodine. But here's the thing with iodine. Um, it was helpful for people in Chernobyl because they, um, Chernobyl generated radioactive isotopes that you would yeah. get in food, particularly radioactive iodine. And so what competes with radioactive iodine? Normal iodine. Yeah. You, you take more iodine and it prevents the radioactive iodine, which was particularly prevalent in milk. Yeah. You know, it settles on the grass. The grass eat, the, the, the cows eat the grass. The milk concentrates the radioactive iodine. Mm -hmm. And then the children get, you know, thyroid cancer or problems. Yeah. So they give the iodine pills. But iodine pills do nothing for CT scans because okay. you're not eating the radiation there. So mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. best is to take antioxidants. Yes. So you can take N-acetylcysteine. Mm -hmm. You can take... Which is a precursor to glutathione because glutathione is really what you want to boost. Right. Um, what about vitamin C? And vitamin E because, and particularly tocotrienols. I mm. think tocotrienols are the preferable form of mm -hmm. vitamin E. You know, vitamin E is eight different things. It's four tocotrienols and yes. four tocopherols. Yeah. And it turns out that tocopherols may be less important than we think. And that's why a lot of studies with vitamin E, they'll just look at the tocopherols, don't pan out in terms of protection. But toc the tocotrienols are my preferred vitamin E form now. Yeah. So uh, that, and then, you know, the whole, comp you know, the mixed carotenoids and things like that. That's a good know. idea. Would you include lycopene oh, sure in I this am. mix? Would you include EGCG yes. in this yes. mix as well? Yeah. And the thing about vitamin E and vitamin C, it, it can help to recycle, I believe. The, the C can help to recycle vitamin yes. E. Yes. I'm not sure if that's yeah. vice versa. Yeah, no, yeah. But yeah, that. so that, that's the helpful. C, the C uh, recycles glutathione too. Wonderful. Right. Make sure you have... Deborah, make sure you have a good a good high vitamin D level, because a high vitamin D also helps to boost your glutathione production. And that's interesting because you don't in, generally in think of vitamin D as an antioxidant, but it does participate in the antioxidant it's pathways. It's a special kind of captain of yeah immune. You know, it really, really is. It's it's just a key thing. Mm -hmm. All right, so it's a good point at which to pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. And so give us a preview of what we're going to tackle in part two. Does a food product have to say non-GMO in order for a consumer to be assured it's non-GMO? Okay, we'll tackle that question in part two. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman our, with co-host Layla Mutin. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. We'll be right back.